welcome to Forever Candy. <laughs> the podcast where we talk about wrapping up a lot real quick, like Christmas Eve. <laughs> I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about me, well, keep listening, because I mean... That's how you guys get to know us, okay? Through listening to our stupid opinions about cool Star Wars stuff on the podcast. And I got, Tim, opinions today. (laughs) They're not always good, but, you know, it is what it is. But still true to form. You seem to have at least one every time. We gotta have something to say. You gotta care about the thing. You don't do it for four years almost if you don't (laughs) care about it being good. Yeah. Books. I mean, podcasts. I don't care if the podcast is good. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) This week, we're gonna talk about New Jedi Order Book 3 Dark Tide 2 Ruin Chapters 33 through 37 to finish this book by Michael A. Stackpole. His second in a row. Mm -hmm. Once again, to reiterate, the first time we've ever done that on the podcast. Never, ever, in almost four years. Three and a half. Okay, I'm stretching. (laughs) But never, ever, ever. Have we read two books in a row by the same person? And I just, every time that pops into my head, I'm like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. This is our our 22nd book. Yep. No. 21st. (laughs) Math is hard, okay? Hey, we're at the end of this one. Nine and nine and a couple more. I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Mind your own business. That's... I guess my business is also your business this week because we're talking about the book and how it ended and the last wrapping up of it because, oh boy, these two books were a bit of a drag. A, and I don't mean emotionally. A bit of a slog, mm-hmm. if you will. A lot of, lot of chapters in... A lot of opinions in the first book. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, a lot of chapters for not a lot, a lot of pages. Uh, whatever. We'll get to complaining next week. First... Bum, bum, bum. Previously on Forever Canon. This is written very small. Corin, dog. Corin has secretly collected Shai's ancestors' bones. The Vong arrive at Ithor. Thalia embarrasses himself. Jaina finally rolls starboard. Annie gets vaped. Coincidence? <laughs> Anakin feels fury and saves Deshara Kor. Ralru's command deck is hit, and Horn has a trap for Shy. That's where we left off last week, setting up all the big things that we need to know coming into the ending. All the things that we need to resolve, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's all of it. But this week, we start that ending with, guess what, guys? Bonus content for all you. An extra episode this week. False. An extra <laughs> chapter this episode. <laughs> Sometimes words seem easy, and then you start doing them. <laughs> yep. Mm, hard. This week, chapter 33. <laughs> Shai has taken the bait for whatever this trap is that they've put this... They've, they've got this building here all guarded by robots. Mm-hmm. Aha! They're going to get so mad. And like, Corrin and the Jedi team, they're like, Ah, they took the bait. Burp, burp, burp. And they fire up motorcycles or something, and it's, it's go time for... Corrin Horn and the Jedi team, including Jason. And their obnoxiously large crate of Yuzhan Vong bones. Like yeah. the box is so it's so big. Yeah, it seems how it's described, it seems like a like a crate. Like a, I'm picturing like a big silver folding, like clasping um box. Not box, like, like the almost ones like you a see luggage in the, in the back of like a pickup truck. One of the almost like one of those, sort of, yeah. yeah. But like it's enormous because yeah. it's got an entire guy in it. Mm-hmm. Are his bones assembled? Because couldn't you just package them separately and like <laughs> the box could be smaller? Yep. I'm not saying like they're separate boxes, but I mean, what is he? Is he sitting cross-legged like Elikos? <laughs> He's gonna hand all it, articulated, hand it right back to him in a cool pose. 
Winky finger guns? <laughs> I don't know how you wink a skeleton, but I patch. <laughs> yeah, we're on track. Three star cut to why is why sometimes? Is it why only, sometimes and not other times? Is it only when it goes to the military? No. Nah. What's this three star? We cut to three star. Shadow Shy. Oh. And his living warriors are so much smarter than these idiot machines that are guarding this obviously very important building in the middle of the jungle. The only building. Mm-hmm. But whoops! We're being tricked into being maniacs, aren't we? He thinks, right? They must have put up, they must have filled this with droids, robots, uh, abhorrent, infidel behavior on purpose. Because look at all my warriors. They're in like a blood frenzy, right? Uh, 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 oil frenzy. Yeah, it's like even even he gets caught up in it. And that that's when he notices it and he looks around. And he's like, all my warriors are out of their mind. Even if I ordered them to retreat right now because I feel a trap coming on, I feel like most of them wouldn't even listen to me. Yep. What the hell? Does that tell us the exact opposite of everything we've been learning about this warrior society? That, like, to disobey is violence, absolute, and mostly usually death. Yeah. But the, but he's like, ah, they wouldn't even listen to me. I thought you were, like, the baddest ass, like, leader of this, these, this clan of your warriors, and, like, you were the coolest, hardest guy. And then in this moment, we're like, he would, they wouldn't even listen to me. They're going so crazy. Mm. Is that just a, a measure of the frenzy? Yeah, it's got to be. I just thought it was a weird, that's not a, that's not a very Yuzhan Vong thing for them to be, first of all, acting undisciplined, but then for him to expect them to continue to act undisciplined seems weird, but they're being crazy in this. Only the weird slave people that they have. He's like, they would listen to me for fear of absolute destruction. Yeah. The Chasrax. Yeah, there you go. But you know, my warriors. Nah, they're too crazy. Going too crazy in this. Whoops! Definitely permanent building. <laughs> He's like, um, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of structure to this structure, right? And then the mm-hmm. Rumble Pack and the N64 controller starts shaking, and he's like, "It's too late." The ground underneath him starts to quake. He can feel the building is about to fall apart, or whatever. Yeah. Whatever this trap is, is about to be sprung. We cut to. Building go boom on purpose. Yes. New Republic planning on display. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know what we can do? Put up a real quick box and fill it with robots and just trap them in it. Yep. Collapse it on them and blow it up. And they'll be their own destruction. We'll set the trigger for when this machine gets yeah. broken. When this machine and- gets stops sending a signal, then all the C4 we planted in the mm-hmm. basement basement the hole underneath this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ramshackle jack yeah yeah and then boom goes the dynamite <laughs> and the trap has been sprung and it was genius apparently and we cut to shadow shy being real mad that he was tricked thinking not all these infidels are soft like elegos apparently apparently i thought all of them were pacifists like Elagos, or like, why is he making this underestimation when they have 50 years worth of research and know about Jedi and like, why? Yeah. You know, it's again, just like this, the overestimation of the oppressor of his ability to oppress. Yeah. It's like the trees don't like us. I really thought these people would just like bend over. And maybe the over exaggeration of like the planning that they've had yeah he's like we've had all this time yeah and maybe that's like 50 years of looking at bugs you know like Mm -hmm. not gathering any like equivalent useful information for the actual forces you're facing i don't know i don't know this is again weird seeming like seems out of character for yuzhan vong yeah i assumed they were all soft like that guy why are you dumb (laughs) why uh i met one Maybe they're racist. <laughs> is that what the thing is? I met one. They must all be like this. Cut to Mara Jade tracking and following Anakin back up on Dome City to Fonda Bay. She sees Kip 
Worth and Anakin all in need of her help against Yuzhan Vong warriors. And so she vault somersaults over the railing and down into the fight like a true badass action hero. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I love Mara Jade. <laughs> yep. And she has had like a standout fight every book so far, right? Yeah. The first book was on Belkadan, I think, right? Was she faced off with Yeoman Carr? Yeah. Yeah. He was only in that book because she killed him. and then in the last book she like fought a whole tent of warriors and then faced off with some on dantooine that was dantooine i don't know whatever she had badass moments in the last one also yeah don't you be cracking your knuckles on your sensitive microphone sorry meanwhile the dog's all clicky clacking (laughs) back and forth across the house trying to eat food out here ah to take his bone away i'm i'm so mean okay here comes mar jade skywalker to kick everybody's ass and she does this little throw some dirt in your eye trick. Yep. Yeah. And then also, quote, stabbed him through the chest and melted his heart. Yeah. Lightsabers will do that to you, I guess. <laughs> Simple and effective. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, uh, what? Right on and heart gone. Like, it's it's over. Yeah. That's Why don't they do that more often? That's after she... Cuts off a leg and... Oh, yeah. She chops this guy all the bits. Yeah. Yeah. Cutting him down. And then she goes off to help Anakin, who's got Daishara Kor on his shoulder, right? But she helps him first with a mind trick. She, like, makes the bad guys think that the bad guys are Anakin. And they all kill each other. She didn't do that. Yes, she did. It wasn't Mara. Luke did that. It was Luke? I thought that was... I think that was Daishara Kor. Because right after that happens, yeah, then Luke is like, hey, I'm here to help. But the way that Anakin or Daishara Kor spoke to Mara Jade or whatever about it, it sounded like it was her up on his shoulder. Because she was awake and, like, talking. Uh, I thought it it was Luke that did it. Anyway, somebody did it. Yeah. And and the day is saved. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. You know, it's an overabundance of power up on this walkway here. Mm -hmm. Luke, Mara, Anakin... And then I guess die shark core. Yeah, she might. Who knows? She could have the power of a planet-killing weapon inside of her. You'd never know. That's the whole reason she was looking for him. And here we are. Where Luke Skywalker is also here to save Anakin. The quote from Mara. Great Jedi hero. She's talking about how, like, oh, they'll be telling stories about this 50 years from now. About the great Jedi hero Anakin Solo and blah, blah, blah. She's not being, like facetious or ironic or like sarcastic at all yeah she's like this kid's great and he saves everybody all the time i know because he saved me in the last book Mm -hmm. and that's part of her thing too is she's like i want to be known more than just the lady that he saved yeah that's why i jumped down here and helped yeah like the other 40 years of my life before this one just don't matter (laughs) it don't matter all the things i've ever done you're gonna be known as the emperor's hand if anything yeah but all right luke skywalker's Best friend in crime, wants a baby, she wants to be a hero, she doesn't, she's feeling very unsettled, I think, but she doesn't seem to be sick in this book. It must be the life force, the overwhelming force, presence of life on Ithor, the mother jungle. Could be. Because usually when the Yuzhan Vong come around, she's like, ah, I don't feel good, my stomach hurts, I can't go to school. Mm-hmm. Right, or whatever. <laughs> That's not true at all, actually. Uh, Luke makes her stay home. <laughs> yeah. She's always like, no, nah, I don't care. I'll like, I'm going to kill them. Uh. But she doesn't seem to get any worse. She's fine. But she wants a lot of things right now, I guess. We cut to the legacy of torment where Dane Leanne is being blown up. His ship is getting shot along with many of the other larger Vong ships. There's been some sort of change in tactics again. Those dastardly clever new republic of military tacticians right they keep mm-hmm. coming up with new ways to outsmart our gravity well projecting doble basins what i didn't say it weird isn't it doven basils i didn't say it weird okay <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> i didn't say, it's you heard me yeah, i know i heard you <laughs> uh spoon course <laughs> the, and it, <laughs> This this whole thing is apparently turning that dial up a little bit because they increased which, the charge on the thing. It worked. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, here's what we need to do. Uh, we were like doing weaker shots, so we should do stronger shots. 
They dial it up so strong that he has to order a retreat of all the Yuzhan Vong ships to the daylight side of the planet. I don't know why. Die in the sunlight, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And Better chance to be rescued. Yeah, right. He's blaming the whole thing on Shadow Shai, too. Of course. Because it, 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 his, all his plan, he wanted this to happen. Well, because we know what his original plan was. Blow it up from far away. Why would we go have a war when we win from here? Yeah. Yeah, that was obviously right at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that, how... Why would you risk lives? I understand. Just like an idiot's pride. And yeah. then he's like, we got to prove how strong we are. We blow him up from whatever. Anyways, it's all his fault. Now we must retreat. And we cut to Jason and the jungle Jedi on speeder bikes, blasting Vong warriors. <laughs> They're having their own little forest of Endor, uh, shooting humans with uh, vehicle-sized weapons. Yep. Corrin slaps a villip that he finds, I guess, which is, of course, connected to the exact person he wants to talk to. Yeah, there's like a whole there's like a whole shelf full, and he's just looking, and he sees one that kind of resembles. Yeah, well, smack this big peeled grape. <laughs> and it flips inside out into the shape of Shadow Shy. And he challenges him. Via Villip to a duel for the fate of Ithor and these here bones. So, Shy agrees to a one-week ceasefire until they can then have their duel. Yeah. At first he didn't. He's like, okay, I'll give you two days. Well, yeah. I'll oh, meet yeah, you they here. negotiate because Corrin's like, a month. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, a lunar cycle. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, no, a day. And he's like, no, no, two weeks. Two days. No, no, no. Ten days. Four days. A week deal. Yeah. I have so many problems with this. First of all, let's talk about like just the meta pacing of the novel. Mm-hmm. We're blasting through a war to the end of the book. Excitement, action, out, uh, outstanding scenes with high stakes. And then we go, as we have several times in these books... And we slam on the brakes as hard as we can right before the end of the book. Why? These guys are in the same, what, 100 meter vicinity right now? They're they really drove close. their motorcycles to the building trap that they set. It's... So why does either side want to stop at this moment in the narrative also? Mm-hmm. It's dumb, I think. To do it to your book at all. Don't pump the brakes right at the end. Yeah. And be like, we're going to stop. We're going to hit the save point. We're all going to heal up before the boss fight. And then we're going to have this duel in a week. Now for Cornhorn and the New Republic, the idea is there's still tons of people on Ithor. Yeah. There's still Ithorians up in those uh, dome cities. And we haven't had time to evacuate them because we thought the Vong were going to come in a month. And they came way quicker and whatever, whatever. Why does Shadow Shy, after having been incited into a furor, a fury, mm-hmm. <laughs> tricked, trapped, and blown up, why does the guy who refused to fight this planet from far away so that he could prove how cool and tough he was agree to wait a week and then I'll fight you? Oh, you've got my grandfather's bones upstairs. I'm going to leave. You're going to leave. Now we're going to come back in a week. It's really dumb. It's really an absolutely shoehorned conceit. Yeah. Stupid. It's. It I'm, de- not saying, it I'm not is, saying the writer is stupid. Yeah. People use this all the time. It, it definitely is is forced in there. And it's motivated by saving millions of people. Okay. Yeah. Millions. Millions of people on the one side proving he's better on Shadow Shy's side. Which doesn't that make it obviously the Vong know that they're escaping refugees from here, right? Yeah. Wouldn't that make Shadow Shy not wouldn't that make him want to do this right now even more? Well, unless you're he's so full of himself and the Yuzhan Vong power that we'll get him later. Yeah, but also you're here now. Yeah. So don't wait a week, mm-hmm. but we're gonna. Yep. Cause we're just gonna, we're just gonna take take a week off. Ceasefire. 
We're gonna we're we're gonna come out of this awesome battle and war that we've started. That's been intense. We're gonna totally douse this firefight of an ending with this stupid convoluted like tension breaking. Yeah. Wait to have a two man duel to settle a war for an entire planet. Everything I just said is dumb. <laughs> And why is Luke Skywalker allowing any of this to happen? Yeah. I don't know. It's a long chapter to absolutely hammer the brakes at the end of. We jumped seven different scene transitions. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, we'll wait a week. Just duel now? Fight now? Just do it right now. Mm-hmm. If I'm writing this book and I write at the end of it, I'm going to stop. <laughs> we hate each other. We're fighting to the death. We're going <laughs> to take a break. And then we're going to come back. We're going to finish this. And we're going to have like an entire world be the bargaining chip of the one man. Yeah. It's uh, it's like cliche crap. Yeah. It just... Is not motivated by logic at all. Why does anybody agreeing to this? I guess they're kind of... I don't know who really agreed to it, but everybody's allowing it to happen. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's say that. Chapter title? Uh, you got one? Yeah. One week. I used the space words that they used instead of one week. Seven cycles. Okay. Because also, there were seven different scenes in this chapter. Boom, Tim. Okay. Boom. You've been ogre onioned. <laughs> Boom. Every time. That was a good chapter, but like... I just think that idea I don't like. Until that very last scene, yeah. Like, I just... I, I personally don't like that. It's fine if you like it. You're not stupid if you like it. I think everything I don't like is stupid... So that's dumb. <laughs> Chapter 34. Crefe and Pelion tell us this Jedi truce is great. They out loud to each other in the text say that because we, the reader, have to be convinced of it, I think. Like, why else are they like, good thing for the Jedi doing this. Thank God for this. And we're saving so many people. Yeah. We have to be reminded of why this is a good idea. That means it's not a great idea. So, P.S. Crayfe lets it slip that he's got a secret backup ship on standby. What? How do you have a ship that's powerful enough to turn the tide of the war hanging out? Is it like it's only it can only be purposeful in a certain situation or something like what maybe how do you have how do you have a secret chip that can turn the tide and you're not using it i don't know what it is i don't know who it is yeah or it's it was on its way and then the truce came and then they're like okay yeah that's a good call that's a really good i forgot we're in the middle of a truce and uh yeah probably was just got here so they're like okay well it's gonna hold off because we're in truth well, where was it and why didn't you bring it in the first place you knew what was going on here <laughs> yeah they they did have a while to prepare we all knew what we were doing we're gonna run to Ithor and fight to the death that was the plan the whole time cut to Borsk Falia the president the what do they call it chief of state of the new republic well he's mad at Cornhorn mm-hmm. he's mad at the old Cornhorn cause You've bargained the entire planet without my permission. And then, you know, he's just like power tripping. Yep. And then kind of like angling how he's going to blame everybody else for this and grab more power. Yeah. He's right. he's trying to, at first he's just arguing and then he stops like yeah. arguing out loud yeah. and he's just figuring it out. And at one point, Corin recounts a time that he resigned from the New Republic military and got the entirety of his rogue squadron to also resign from the military to go do some secret mission that was important and they had to undermine Borsk failure because he wouldn't let them. And they saved the day that time too. But um bum X-Wing books. Yeah. Michael A. Stackpole. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Hey, that's cool. 
I love those call those callbacks, but like the way that we've structured this is so dumb. We're not gonna read those for thirty years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whenever that comes up, it gets a little bit a little bit too silly. Okay, so guess what? He brings up this time that everyone resigned, and so what does he do? Resigns. Yeah, I quit. I quit the military because you're trying to tell me what to do. Literally says that. I refuse to let you have power over me. Goodbye. Yep. I, I quit. And then he tries to quit the Jedi too real quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yeah, he does he's like, that. listen, Luke, you probably shouldn't let me do this, so we should just like let's I'll quit. Yeah. But I don't want you to get in trouble. I don't want the Jedi to get blamed for this. As if quitting ten minutes before the duel is gonna change the public opinion of anybody. <laughs> no, you're still gonna be cornhorn military Jedi. Yeah. Your reputation is 40 years old, 30 years old, 20 years old. However, you are a public figure. <laughs> everybody knows who you are. Quitting your jobs and then being like, I, he's gone rogue. How is that going to, okay. How is that going to convince anybody of anything? It's like signing the declaration of war and then quitting right away. Yeah. Be like, all right, we're going to work. Okay, bye. And last letter. Uh, I'm too sick. <laughs> I can't go to war. I have a I have planters fasciitis. <laughs> <laughs> so he quits. <laughs> Luke doesn't let him quit the Jedi. He's still Jedi. Because mm-hmm. we don't just let someone quit the Jedi. Okay, we're not just gonna let you m- make a s- scapegoat of yourself, make yourself a pariah, social outcast from your society that you've this Jedi where we all take care of each other. We're not just gonna let you pretend to throw that all away to save some public face cut to Anakin visits the injured Daishara Corps, which I almost just didn't understand what my abbreviation was. <laughs> Her name's too long. Started writing D apostrophe core. Okay. Gotta have a D. Uh, you gotta have depth on, on the D core. If you want to go deep in the playoffs, she's in the med bay, not feeling good mm-hmm. from when she got, bit by an amphistaph. Yeah, she we, she asked to speak to Anakin. Yeah, she asked for him to come and visit her. Remember when Cornhorn got bit by an amphistaph? Mm-hmm. And they were like, healed you up, bud. Yeah, he's, We he's saved fine. him in time, whatever. It's fine. Well, turns out, <laughs> Twi'lek physiology is different enough from humans that she can't be saved. Whatever the poison venom situation is, is like so much more severe to her genetics She's going to die. She's dying from that amphistaph bite. But she tells Anakin that she's proud of him. That's like the fourth person to do that in this book. Mm-hmm. She tells him that she and Chewie serve life. So don't be sad for our deaths. We wouldn't be mad at you. Chewbacca wouldn't be mad at you. Look how many more lives you saved. We don't care about our own individual life. We serve life as a whole. Yeah. So don't feel so bad. And then she holds his hand and disappears into the forest. Yeah. And a blanket like yep. flops, rests down onto the gurney. They, they have a little cry. Don't be sad. She's the breeze. She got. And I almost cried. Just holding his hand, disappear. I'm like, I don't even know this lady. Yeah, <laughs> I thought she's been an idiot for most of the book, to be honest. Uh, I I like that this was somebody who Anakin couldn't save, who he actually got to talk to for a minute. Yeah, it's like the, a, a next level of relieving that guilt. Yeah, by reliving it in in like a almost like uh, circular <laughs> circular cycle sort of way. That's, I'm inventing that word. Mm-hmm. It's pro- uh, let's look it up. It's probably a word. Okay? <laughs> Whenever I add Euler to the end of something, <laughs> probably in there. <laughs> but, uh, I don't remember what my point was. Oh, right, right, right. Like, every time you go through the same lesson, you come out with a little bit more to, um, to not win, but to overcome the same problem yeah. the next time. Every time you overcome the problem, you become stronger at overcoming the problem. Yep. And so he's having another death, but like you said, exactly. This time he gets to say goodbye and be relieved of the guilt immediately. Yeah. Like she tells him, don't feel bad. And this is why. For this one or the last one. Mm-hmm. And also this is why is probably because 
four in book three of 19. Mm. <laughs> Gonna have to let a lot go, I think. I'm going to have to get over a lot of emotional tragedies, I think. Because now, that's another one dead. And she had a crazy little journey in this book. Mm -hmm. But will will this actually help Anakin, or will it just hurt him more? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's almost like he got... He's been getting these little lessons, too, like... Where the greater good is better. Giving your life for the greater good is better. Yeah, it's really becoming a a thing, yeah. a theme. Yeah, that people are repeating to him in an effort to relieve him of his guilt of yeah. failing to save certain people. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Nah, man, we died on purpose, saving other people. Don't worry about it." All right, all right. I hope he learns this lesson and gets over this tremendous guilt that is like crushing him over and over again, as it should. That was your best friend, dog uncle. Han's got to let somebody die so he can get over it. Ah, he ain't even the books, dude. I know. Don't worry about him. <laughs> he might not even exist. All right. Cha- uh, chapter title for, for 34. Uh, stronger than anyone. Ooh, that, I like that a lot. I went with life and freedom. Oh. Bum, bum, bum. Two good one ones on different wavelengths. <laughs> this is fun. I like doing chapter titles out of the text. <laughs> yeah. We must keep this. We must keep this idea. Chapter 35. Luke and Corrin meet Shadow Shai and Dane Leanne on the flat mountaintop for the duel because apparently seven days have passed, very importantly, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Background later. Again, important. things I don't like. Time skipping a week in the middle of a war. Don't care if it's a ceasefire. A lot of important things are happening. Mm-hmm. So that's me. That's my own personal preference. And you know what? That is, uh, we play D&D together a lot. And that's something I notice in like what I want out of D&D games that most people don't want. I, w- I would do an hour by hour annotation of each day if I could. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, or like, what are you doing this morning? What are you doing this afternoon? What are you doing this evening? And then you have you set up for a bedtime. And then what happened during the night? Like, I, I would not jump days and skip weeks. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't and stuff, but you know what I mean? This is my personal preference where I want every minute accounted for. Because <laughs> something cool might be happening. Yeah. <laughs> or could be, you know, potential-wise. I don't know. That's me. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Seven days have passed. Mm-hmm. Very importantly. And... Without very much ceremony, and after just very minimal trash talking, yep. we get to slashing. Shadow Shai takes off his robe, and he's all like... He's very skinny and like... Sinewy, wiry, they, lanky... Luke calls him... Shaved chimp. Cadaverous is what Luke calls him. Nice. I was trying to, I was trying to vamp and give you some time to get to the word that you wanted. <laughs> Which is not easier when I'm saying other words, so that wasn't probably actually <laughs> But yeah, man, that was a really good description written in the book, because they're freaks. They, actually, kind of remind me of, like, if you watch the MCU Avengers movies, the Chitari, the aliens yes. that they fight. They look like tall, skinny mummy skeletons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I guess, right? In a, in a general sort of way. Minimal trash talk, we get to Slash, and the two are, quote, equally matched. And victory will come from a single mistake. And I have a problem with this chapter. Because, oh, we'll get to it. <laughs> okay. Let's just, I'll finish describing what happens before I start complaining. We're fighting. Evenly matched. A single mistake. Shadow Shy stabs Cornhorn through the guts. But he stops to take his mask off and gloat and lick his staff because he promised I would taste your blood when I killed you. Mm-hmm. And I want you to see that I did. Ugh. So, you know, you know what's up. Hey, what's about to happen? You're about to lose. Because <laughs> you have now made a fatal flaw of hubris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
The the bad guy monologuing. (laughs) (laughs) After landing a non-lethal blow on the hero. Yeah. Aha! Now I will stop doing the killing and tell you all about the killing that I'm about to resume. (laughs) And how does Cornhorn win this duel, Tim? He shuts his lightsaber off and he turns his lightsaber on real quick. Real quick. Yep. He shuts it off, leans forward, and then turns it back on. Yeah. He, like, Shadow Shai is overhand smashing down at his guard, right? Yeah. And he's letting the lightsaber get closer and closer and closer. And then when it looks like you're about to beat his own lightsaber into his head, he shuts it off and ducks. So the guy, the long, tall skeleton mummy, ends up leaning over him off balance because he's full of hatred. Full of fury, full of anger, right? And he expecting is, resistance. Yes, but he's he's exhibiting like he's going way too hard. Yeah, he he's exhibiting uh, the pride again. This time, not through the stopping and talking. This time, through overextending himself. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Wait a second, Tim. Is this what I said in the very first chapter of the book? How did Corin Horn? Beat Mara Jade in her duel. Their duel. Yeah. He first of all a duel to begin with. I didn't even realize that symmetry, so that's nicely done. <laughs> I probably should have, but we started with a duel and we wrap up with a duel, right? But anyways, back to the point. How did he win that one? He shut off his lightsaber. He got Mara Jade to overextend herself, and then he made his lightsaber longer. <laughs> yep. Gotcha. Or I would have gotcha, but you're a good guy. <laughs> so I didn't gotcha. <laughs> but there it is, right? Yeah. What did I say in the first chapter? I'm not like, pat yourself on the back. You're a freaking genius, bro. No, it was very obvious. Why were we yeah. starting the book with this heavy, not heavy handed even, but it was just very blatant that this action scene was meant to be meaningful. Yeah. And, and last. Explaining his process. Yeah, that's that's what it is. He He explains why he did what he did. And then I go, ah, wait for that. <laughs> and here it is. He shuts his lightsaber off, turns back on. Gotcha. <laughs> and uh, well, he, he got him. He got him. But quick little two-page duel that to me did not feel super climactic at all. What about you? No, it it was. I don't know if it didn't last long enough. I think just enough things didn't. Yeah, it seemed like they had about four exchanges, right? Yeah. But that is pretty realistic compared to cinema. Yeah. Like cinematic fights, you swing past each other 15, 14 times. Mm-hmm. And you're like, lots of time to talk, <laughs> right? But real life fighting violence to the death is like you might exchange two or three and then someone has to die because you simply can't be hit that many times or like, you know, it's just going to fall apart quick. Yeah. So maybe this is more realistic, but if we had had this two-page duel before a week off, it would have been awesome. It would have been way more heightened. Yeah. In its, I don't know, in the stakes and the anxiety and the, in the, just the, the emotion of it all. Yeah, we would have continued from tension to tension from rather tension than... Tension to tension. Yeah, say it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but I was like, dang, we should have dueled a week ago. <laughs> For sure. But hey, Shadow Shy is dead. Corn Horn, Luke Skywalker, and Dane Leanne are all standing there because you got to have a witness. Mm-hmm. So Luke was Corin's second, right? And Dane Leanne came with his wink master. <laughs> but we don't want his body. We don't want anyone's body. We don't want anyone's bones. And we are out of here. That's what Dane Leanne says. Yeah. And he leaves, and and they leave. Cornhorn takes that mask that the Shadow Shy had tossed aside in his, of course, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, life-ending mistake. Takes the mask, and we're out. Yeah. And this, the problem that I had with this chapter is a weird one, but it starts where it seems like we're... Luke Skywalker is watching the fight and telling us about it, right? Yeah. Because he's he's there on the second, and he's like, they're both equally matched. 
And someone's going to win. It seems like he's narrating for us. Yep. But then it doesn't. It seems I can't tell who the narrator is later on. And also the narrator says things like, infidel? (laughs) So who's telling me what's happening in this chapter? Because I don't think Luke Skywalker, even if he was using the enemy's you know, language. Uh, it I couldn't clearly tell who was describing the fight to me. Yeah. It started off as Luke and then it got like messy. Yeah, it switched perspectives and then... At one point, I think what we were in the head of one of the fighters without, you know, whatever. Yeah. It just, it, it was weird. Just a dumb complaint. But mm-hmm. this book's been pissing me off for fucking three months. <laughs> Part of my space French. <laughs> but man... How dare you pump the brakes before this duel? It would have been so much better as a, a two-page final tag on, on the previous chapter. Yeah. Or two chapters ago, I guess. How about a chapter title? Or 35? Evenly matched. Overbalanced. Hey, hey I like <laughs> I like what we both did. Right. Next. Moving on. Let's get out of here. This episode is so long. This book is so long. So many chapters. Guys, if I could go back in time and make one rule about Star Wars books, if I could, you know, if I could, let me get into Del Rey. Let me talk to Shelly Shapiro. Let me tell you guys. Have as many pages as you want. Yeah. Pre-knowledge of the future, 24 chapters. I'm going to need you to, I'm going to need you to limit it to about 24 chapters regardless of the amount of pages because I'm going to do a podcast. (laughs) <laughs> where every week I'm going to sit down and talk about four chapters and the more chapters you have that are six pages long the more weeks it takes me to read your book because <laughs> so I can't just pre-read it and be like ah, I'm done in three weeks and, and just we do the episodes I'm not going to remember what happened yep. even if I write it down there's always even I read this today and yesterday and there's details where I'm like why did I write that mm-hmm. not sure yep Chapter 36. Dane Leanne heads back to the Yuzhan Vong fleet and takes it over. Yep. Because that's what happens when you come back from a duel without the guy in charge. (laughs) Pretty clear what happened. Yeah. And they don't, you know, regardless of how he died, could have stabbed him in the back in the middle of the duel. Who would know? Who would care? Apparently nobody would even listen to him anyways if they were crazy enough. Mm Mm-hmm. Or mad enough. So... He takes over the fleet and immediately orders his original plan. Yeah. The long distance, he called them seeds, I think, way earlier. Some, Something like that. Some sort of seed-borne destruction. His real master has already approved it. We cut to Crayfe. Here's these seeds are air-bursting and Luke is hammered with pain. Uh, racked with pain is maybe he's not drunk, <laughs> but he's like, Oh God. And he falls and back. Yeah. And he the like slump, Yeah. Cut to Vong mist air bursting from the seeds starts turning mother jungle into black slime. Yeah. Like very incredibly rapidly. And like all the living things, the, the bacteria in the air, the leaves, the trees, you know, everything. Uh, a leaf melts onto a bird, which tries to fly away, but it can't because its wings melt. And then a snack eats it. Yep. And then he melts from the inside. It's horrific. Yes. And it's actually amazingly cool. Yeah. This is this is an awesome, awesome, fascinating descriptions here. And uh, applause for Mike. <laughs> I like it a lot. I like this part a lot. Shadow Shai, dead on the mountaintop, is consumed by yep. the black slime. And that's a wrap for this one book wonder. Imagine if he had been the bad guy from the last book, too. These two books that he wrote uh, together, Michael mm-hmm. A. Stackpole. Be even cooler that he's dead now. Yeah, a little more uh, impact. Talked about it enough. Probably talk about it next week. But Shadow Shai... He's gone. He goo. And we cut to Pelion being shocked 
at what the Yuzhan Vong have just done. Can't even imagine ordering something like that himself. Yeah, other guys on your team would. Mm-hmm. I've seen the Empire. I've seen the things that they do if the not right person is in charge. Luckily, we've got old Gil in charge, and he can't imagine doing something like this. And the Vong are escaping, so it's time for vengeance. What does he say? Uh, they're a protocol seven. They're going down. Yeah, down. They're, they're leaving through escape vector alpha seven or yeah, something exactly. like that. Just like we knew they would because we've had a week to plan. Yeah. Again, why, why would the winning team do that? Okay. It's fine. It's time for vengeance as the Vong escape. We cut to Dane Leanne being complimented by his true master, war master, Savong Law. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a cool name. I underlined it. It's a pretty cool name. His true master is the war master. Double master. Mm-hmm. And he's got Vong in his name. All right, bit. Bit. Too many layers of the same theme, but you know what? I do that in my naming stuff all the time. Literally named a D&D character. <sighs> moon Axe Moon Apocalypse. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just have to. <laughs> but this guy, War Master Savong La. He's got a cool name. And, uh-oh. Dean Leanne just got all those compliments. And guess what? His step, mm. his ship starts that N64 rumble pack. Yep. Just like under, uh, under, I can't, forgot his name immediately. He's dead to me. Shit out shy. <laughs> right away, he knows. Uh oh, bad news. And we cut to, <sighs> sick of saying that. Crayfay's secret ship has come into play. Hiding behind the moon for the last week or so, right? The Corsica Rainbow, awesome name. Yep. Has been hiding, ready to interdict. Sounds filthy, but it's not. It's not. The Empire developed this technology called interdictor cruisers, where guess what they do? They use gravity to stop you from running away. And... What are the Yuzhan Vong trying to do? Run away. Mm-hmm. Here comes the interdictor, and it dicts. The legacy of torment is destroyed. They, like, amplify... Using the interdictor, it's like there's the gravity from Ithor is doubled. So as the ships start trying to pull away, they start getting pulled apart. Because their own gravity wells are trying to pull them forward. Yeah. And the doubled gravity at the planet by the combination of the interdictor being there, turning all its switches on. Mm-hmm. The ships get torn apart. And and the Vong ships use the their Dovin basils for propulsion too. Yeah, exactly. So it's like That's confusing I mean, yeah. them all up. Yeah. So they're not they can't maneuver and they can't defend as well either. And they say either. like it's the same idea that we had with the shoesting. Yeah. Where we need to like overwhelm one of their functions mm-hmm. to destroy them <laughs> like what you know if we either need to make them not able to protect not able to propel yeah exactly they're like we know what these things do now we've learned some stuff yes gravity yeah gravity seems to be very important in space the legacy of torment is destroyed and falls to the surface of ithor to be consumed by black goo which i thought was a wonderful little twist these two guys who've been you know, having this antagonistic relationship the whole time, Shadow Shy and Dane Leanne, one's trying to dominate the other and one's trying to stab the other, betray the other, they share the exact same fate in the end. Mm-hmm. And it's of their own doing. Yeah. Despite all of their maneuvering throughout the book, they both end up black goo on Ithor. I like that. Mm-hmm. The same fate of this world, as we're told in the text, Ithor... Once a peaceful planet blazed in their wake. With it burned the hopes of the new republic. Oh, that sounds bad. 
the goo consumes everything, the oxygen and hydrogen concentrations get so high, the atmosphere bursts into flames. The entire planet is on fire. Yep. It's 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 like a big tar oil fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that would that would that would hurt my hope. That would be bad news for my hope. The Vong win. Yeah. But our only two characters of theirs that we spent any time with burned away. Yep. Gone. 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 All that time we spent getting to know them and investing in their story. It's like again, not to not to go back to talking about MCU, but they have this problem all the time where they create cool villains and they throw them away at the end of the movie. If this if these guys, both of them, had been in both books, kill them off. Mm-hmm. Right. But now it's just like, I just... We just found out, like, halfway through this book, where we just met him at the beginning. His name was First Two Words. Shit, I was shy. Mm-hmm. We just found out halfway through the book that, like, oh, Cornhorn killed his cousins, and we have his <laughs> grandpa's bones from whatever the hell planet that was. Uh, something near Bameel. Mm-hmm. We... And then now, and then it's whatever, right? It's the villains must die. Yeah. Just keep them forever. But is that what we're going to keep doing with these Yuzhan Vong? Yeoman Kar, dead. Other named warrior guy, dead. Namanor ran away. (laughs) He's still alive. But then we get no names in the last book and a lot of deaths. And we get Dane Leanne. We get Shadow Shai, both dead. And then at the end, we get told another name. Yes. But we don't see this guy. Nope. We didn't know about him earlier on, so he has been Which a background. Which is exactly the tool that should have been used yeah. in the first book. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But here we are, where everybody suffers the same fate as Ithor. You got a chapter title? Black Flood. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is like the Price is Right, where you say the exact thing, you win 100 bucks. <laughs> It's not quite exact. I went with a black flag. Oh, okay. (laughs) But yeah, that one was nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've had to skim back through the pages and be like, well, it's a really good. Obviously, the focus was what happened. And so what was the best description of that ooze? Yeah. Yeah. A black flood. And and I I actually had something else written and I crossed it out. What? See, pen. I had uh, air bursts. I was going to maybe call it that too. And then I was like, that's not on the nose enough. Yep. Buddy. Chapter 37. Wrap this up. Old Gil's got to (laughs) go. He's got to go. That attack on Ithor has scared the pants off the entire galaxy, including the Imperial Remnant. And so I got to go back with all my ships or else they're going to think they're unprotected and uh, ready to die. Any moment all across the empire. Everybody's scared now. Yep. It only took four planets being destroyed, Tim. <laughs> four. Belkadan. Destroyed. Helska 4. Exploded. Cernpedal. Exploded. Ithor. Destroyed. Dubrillion. Taken. Yep. Dantooine. Taken. We had to destroy four whole planets to scare the galaxy. Yeah. Which I guess, right? Maybe, right? All if this comes up later. Yeah. Someone says it, but like all of those planets are kind of like on the outside and not densely populated. Yeah. This one is like a mainstream A-list celebrity planet. Yeah. That everybody knows and is the most full of life that it could possibly be. So now, the whole galaxy is scared. Also, Corrin Horn is being called in the media, quote, the man who lost Ithor. Ow. That hurts. Yeah. I don't like that. We're here on the, what must be on the Ral Roost, right? Everybody's leaving, going their own separate ways after the battle is complete. Old Gil's got to go. Corrin Horn's having a bad time. Jagged fell. Appears again. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Could have watched him fly a ship for a paragraph. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yep. 
We didn't see any ship flying in that battle at all. No, all we saw him do was talk to Jaina. Oh, also in that battle? Yeah, no. Yeah. Mm, well, we had yeah, well, Jaina pre- went starboard and got blowed up. Yeah. But, but yeah, after the truce. Yeah. Like, did they all just not keep shooting at each other up there? They're just like, we'll, we'll just trust the duel is going to play out on the ground. Whatever. Jagged fell. Steps back into the scene, into the narrative. To tell old Gil that he'll be staying here with Rogue Squadron. Not returning to the Empire. Yep. Him and uh, some of his flyers. They have like four squads and he's keeping one. Yep. Send the other three back. Tell my dad how it went. Tell him I'll see you later. I'm staying here in the New Republic with Rogue Squadron. I wonder why. Mm -hmm. Cut to Jaina Solo. (laughs) <laughs> I thought that was a nice little bit of symmetry. Not, yeah. I keep saying words like symmetry. How about continuity? How about like a hint? That's a nice little hint. A little subtle. What's that word for giving hints in literature? There's a word. Foreshadow? Foreshadowing. Some cohesion. But not in any sort of direct way. No. It's just like, I'm staying here with Rogue Squadron, guy who's been talking to Jaina Solo. And then the very next paragraph, Jaina Solo. Yeah. I like that. Uh, well, she she doesn't like this, though. She's sad. Her wingmate got blowed up. Yeah. She's shocked at how hurt she is by it, because she hasn't really known Annie that much. And Annie was a gambler, and nobody wants to gamble with Jedi, so I didn't spend time with her outside of the squad. But she was, we were great, we got along great, and we were good workmates. Wing yeah, mates. she feels, it, I read it like she's more upset that she didn't know That's her. That's the second part. Yeah. Yeah, the first part was that, She's surprised how sad she is because I didn't even know this person. And then she goes, oh, I now I'm sad that I didn't know her better. I should have taken more time to get to know this person. And now I can never do that. Yeah. Because I rolled starboard. (laughs) (laughs) Also, she says, quote, now I know how Anakin feels. Uh, no, no, pretty. You just said, I can't believe I didn't know this person. Yeah. Compared to Chewbacca. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a drop in a giant bucket. You feel. Oh, also like Chewie threw Anakin on the ship and then stood there and screamed as the moon smashed in there. It's a little bit different. Yeah. And he flew in front of the shots that would have gotten Jaina. Whole thing. Yeah. I guess that's good, right? That's as, that's as close as a good wingmate. Yep. Man. It was. Whew. Rip. I know how Anakin feels. And just as she says that, Anakin walks in. Talking about how he's such a dope hero that all the other Jedi are doubting themselves. Everybody looks at me and thinks, how can he take on so many Yuzhan Vong warriors by himself and not die? So I stay away from them so I don't discourage them. Okay. Settle down. He's 15. Yeah. <laughs> Holy arrogance on this kid. I'm so awesome that I got to stay away from everybody else. Yeah, all my friends keep dying, but get those bad guys too. Don't you worry. <laughs> I'm going to stay away from I don't want to make everybody all jealous and feel bad about themselves. So they have a little cry and they become grievance wingmates, wing buddies. Mm-hmm. And uh, we wonder how much more they're going to have to grieve about over 16 more books. Of this war. Cut to. Corrin Horn. Two thirds healed. Feeling emotionally way bad though. Mm-hmm. He cries over Elagos's bones. And gives him Shadow Shai's mask. Because they were such great friends. That's how it's written? Yeah he says at one point like. Ah. Oh, old good friend or something like that. Yeah. Like, good friend, old friend, whatever, whatever. No? I'm going to say. No? You weren't friends. You're having the same reaction that Jaina had. Yeah. This person you kind of barely knew died. Unless it was written in previous series or whatever. Well, it's not, though, because this I don't think Elagos exists anywhere else. And the interactions that he and Corrin had were just in uh, the battle at Dantooine, yeah. I think. You're right. They could go back, but... And maybe that's what what's cool about it, actually. Maybe, right? Maybe this is an old X-Wing relationship. And that's why Cornhorn is such a big deal about it. Maybe. But based on their interactions that I read, 
They didn't really seem to give a shit no. about each other at all. Other than like a mutual respect of like, all right, we're both good guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now they're such such good friends. He's very sad. Gives him that mask though. Because I got him. Mm-hmm. He says he walked the dark side by wanting Shadow Shy to know that he was killing him. He's like, I could have turned my lightsaber on a second faster. But I wanted him to know that I got him. Yeah. Right? That's not so bad. It's not so bad. Like, one second of hesitation. It's, it's not like you, like, took your mask off and mm-hmm. licked his blood off your lightsaber. Probably don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. The scales are different on opposite sides of the war here. Like, the measuring stick for bad guy stuff is different. But he's like, I just... I didn't kill him one second. Yeah, I didn't after. have to rub it in, and I did. Yeah. Because he was so mad about his great friend. Cut to <laughs> the Jedi discussing how afraid the people of the New Republic are now that four planets have been destroyed. Welcome to the party. I've been afraid for a while. Corrin's guilt makes him want to be the scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Ah. Oh, I'll just... I'll just have you just tell everybody that you didn't say I was allowed to do that. And then I'll just take all the blame and I'll just, like I said before, be a pariah and separate myself from the group and I'll take all the heat away from you. It's another version of sacrificing yourself for the greater good. Like exactly. Excellent point. Yeah. But you know, before Luke Skywalker was like, we would never do that. Yeah. Well now all of a sudden I don't know. Jason's here and he gets really mad about lies ruining a Jedi Knight's reputation. Because the government's telling lies. The yep. people are all assuming the wrong thing about Cornhorn and putting the blame for the whole planet on him. He saved every living being from the planet. Uh, every sentient living being. Except the whole jungle was sort of sentient. Anyways. Right. It's kind of It's not right. It's fake news. It's misinformation, and he doesn't like it. Yep. And also, is Uncle Luke agreeing to this? Jason just shook his head. He couldn't believe it. The Jedi had done exactly what they were supposed to do at Ithor. They had helped whisk refugees away, evacuating the entire planet. They opposed the Yuzhan Vong, put themselves at risk to discourage the invaders. They'd suffered casualties and fatalities and had even won a duel that should have guaranteed the safety of the world. Their efforts had prevented countless deaths. And yet, enemy treachery and political manipulation resulted in a Jedi being blamed for a disaster he had done all he could do to prevent. And my uncle is accepting that this is what must happen. He mad. He's mad at Uncle Luke. Mm-hmm. Did we not just have this conversation before? And you said no, because that's not a good thing to do. And now you're like, turns out, turns out it went bad. So I want to go back on my word. Yeah. This seems, by the way, the thing that pisses me off the most about it, very on Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Always a teammate. Always the leader who takes the blame for the teammates. Mm-hmm. Not... Let you go work out your little bit of dark side problem by yourself while the rest of the galaxy blames you for everything. And I let it happen because Luke was up there, too. He could have easily taken the blame. He stood right beside him. How are you going to be like, I didn't I thought it was a bad idea. But this is the argument that they all have. Mm -hmm. All these things that we're saying get said. Jason is mad. Yep. But they all agree to go along with it. All of them. Worth Skitter. No. What's the other guy? Ganner Rizod is there. He's mad. Mm-hmm. He's Cornhorn's friend now. Right? Cornhorn showed him the way of his ignorance, of his arrogance. Last time on the place near Bamil with the seashells in the sand. Yep. Yeah. Ganner got a big scar up his face, so now he's a good guy. He's mad. Jason's mad. But Cornhorn says, Listen. If you don't support the boss... The whole team is going to fall apart. So I want you two 
to do me a special favor and shut your mouth. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what he says. Yep. Toe the party line. Do not dissent or else it could mean disaster for the Jedi. Which is that like pointing forward. Mm-hmm. Telling us what the risks are, what the stakes are going to be in the next, in the near future of the books, right? But they all go along with it. Blame one guy and throw him out. Yep. I'm sure that's fine, right? I'm sure that's fine. I'm sure that this betrayal of your morals is not at all going to come back to haunt any of the people in this room. Mara Jade advocating for it. Corrin Horn. Jason and Gann are accepting it. Luke Skywalker accepting it. Borsk Vale is there. Crayfe. Old Gil maybe have, had left already. Mm-hmm. He's old. He's got to get home for supper. Yeah, the only person there that it won't affect negatively, that as far as he's concerned, is Borsk. Because that's what he wanted that's the That's exactly time. what he, he wants. wants. someone else to blame and gather more power for himself. Corrin Horn is going to be excommunicated from the Jedi mm-hmm. for his crimes of trying to save Ithor. How about a chapter title? Dark Side Calling. Ooh, that's pretty good. Uh, I went with Stand For It. Because... I think they're all standing up for that conversation. Mm, stand up to it. <laughs> Man, that's it. That's the end. That's the book. The Jedi, a new Republic and the empire all failed to save the planet of Ithor, <laughs> but we saved all of its people. Yep. The people who are all now across the galaxy scared. Yes. The Jedi are hated. And the New Republic is still, in case you didn't notice, drastically outmatched. Yeah. You know what the Yuzhan Vong did? Destroyed an entire planet from a shot from 100,000 miles away. Poof. Fired off some seeds. That planet is goo on fire now. Yep. It sounds like we're off to Karelia next? Uh, yeah. Jaina says Annie Capstan is from... Corilia. And Corrin's and her mom there. has some stuff that she wants me to pick up. Yeah. And Corrin's going to go there. Corrin's going to go there because that's a good place to hide out. I've got connections there where I can get political asylum. Maybe we're going to get and some of those two Worst together. case scenario, I go hide with my father-in-law who hates my guts. Booster Tarek on mm-hmm. the errant venture. Yeah. But it sounds like we're going to Corilia next. So maybe, maybe our most favorite Corillian, my second favorite. I guess Jason's not Karelian, is he? Is he Coruscanti? Whatever. Maybe Han Solo will make an appearance in the next book. He might. He's been out for two of them. But first, we'll talk about everything that we did here in this book next week when we cover New Jedi Order, Book 3, Dark Tide 2, Ruined by Michael A. Stackpole in our full review episode i'm justin i'm tim the end for like a week or so i feel like there should be a dot 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 with a question mark well there's always another book to happen for any comments and questions you can hit us up at forever canon podcast at gmail.com forever canon podcast is a jay plazer production Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at jplazer. Check us out.